Chapter Five of Physiology of the Opera by Screechy. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Read by Marianne. Chapter Five. Our baritone, I almost had forgot, in lovers' parts, his passion more to breathe, having no heart to show, he shows his teeth. Byron. The baritone of the opera is probably the most inoffensive individual in the world. This is his peculiarity. Even his fierceness on the stage is done with an effort, and when in the course of a piece he is unfortunately called on to massacre somebody, we always fancy that he does it with the most unfeigned reluctance, and for aught we know, with silent tears. He is generally of a bashful, retiring disposition, and pretty nearly always awkward. This perhaps arises from the anomalous position he occupies in operatical society. He cannot be on good terms with the basso. They have too much similarity in their voices for that. He is on no more friendly relations with the tenor for the same reason. Besides, never daring to aspire to the familiarity with the prima donna which that worthy enjoys, he suffers under the affliction of conscious diffidence in their presence. The baritone must as surely be the king as the basso must be the tyrant. Indeed, we have often thought of the startling effect which would be produced by an opera in which this law of nature was reversed. To hear the lover growling his tender feelings in a guttural E-flat, and moaning his hard lot in a series of double Ds, to listen to the remorseless tyrant ordering his mimiridons to away with him to the deepest dungeon neath the castle moat, in the most soothing and mellifluous of tenor head-notes, would produce such a revulsion in operatic taste as surely to create a deep sensation, if nothing more. CHAPTER six. There was never a man so notoriously abused. Twelfth night. But whispering words can poison truth. Coleridge. We should be much grieved were we to let a chance of immortality at our hands go by for our great friend the prompter, the suggeratori of the Italians. The prompter is to the opera what the fifth wheel is to a wagon. Everything rubs, grates, and abrades it, yet the whole concern turns on it. He is the most abused, not hated, that is reserved for the impresario, man of the company, but he does not care for it. That is what he is hired for. He is paid to be of a good temper, and he does it. He returns docility for dollars, and suavity for salary. He is the true philosopher just enough in the company to be part of it, and sufficiently detached to avoid all the squabbles and bickerings. He, however, is the victim of all the caprices of the company, from the prima donna, who in a myth kicks about his partition, in a very piano cavatina, to each of the bandy-legged choristers. True, he has his little revenge. This he accomplishes by using his voice too much and too loudly in the sotto voce parts, so that all the duos become trios and the quintets choruses. This is little enough to sweeten the embitterments of a suggeratore's life, but such it is, and he is contented. The suggeratore must be a thin man. It does not require a paxon to know that a hole in the stage two feet square will not hold Barnum's obesities. He must also be short and supple-necked, to allow the green fungus which excreases from the stage to cover him and he must be the fortunate owner of a right arm as untiring as a locomotive crank or the sails of a windmill. 
it is a prevalent but mistaken idea that the prompter is an impolite man we happen to know that it is a matter of the deepest concern with him to be obliged to sit with his back to the audience but he is like the angels and saint cecilia il n'avait pas de quoi to do otherwise operas must be singers must have a lead horse n b how can delicate females and tenors be expected to recollect la parole and there he is with a little hole in the back of his calash for the leader of the orchestra to stir him up when the excitement becomes very strong and the time is irrecoverably lost as to the social habits of the suggeratore the naturalist is at a loss for he immediately disappears after rehearsal and remains in close retirement till the performance after which he is again lost till the next day End of chapter 6